The Montvale Muse, stories that connect. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Montvale Muse, our campus podcast series meant to inspire, inform, and even entertain. I am Joe DeProspero, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by a leader who, while only being at the firm 18 months, has already left a sustainable imprint on just about anybody she gets in front of. For today, I'm joined by our Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, Michelle Meyer Shipp. So I welcome Michelle into the Montville studio to discuss how small gestures can lead to bigger, better things, her vision for the future of the firm from a diversity perspective, and how a typical work week for her is anything but typical. I am here in the studio with our Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, Michelle Meyer-Ship. Michelle, I'm so thrilled to have you here. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Joe. I'm excited to be here. What's your vision for the firm as it relates to uh, diversity and inclusion? Sure. So the vision that we have for the firm with respect to inclusion and diversity is a couple of things. We want to have a world-class, diverse workforce. We want diversity across the workforce. And we want to have a place where all of our professionals can bring their true, full selves in a really authentic way um, to en- and engage with each other. And we want to use that diversity. We want to use that collaboration and connectivity to really help drive innovation so that we can connect to our customers and clients in the marketplace in a really bold um, and forward-thinking way. Great. So, Michelle, I'm sure a lot of people are curious about this, but that maybe you're afraid to ask. <laughs> what is, for you... Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer, what is a typical week like for you? Is there a typical week? That's a great question, and it's the latter. There is no typical week. Um, every week, it's it's very, very different. I, th- I think the, the one theme around every week is that there's a constant connection to a wide variety of people, both inside and outside of the firm. So, you know, I am interacting all of the time, for example, with my colleagues across HR, you know, many of the programs and processes and policies that the IND team, IND team touches are HR policies and processes. So we're working together with HR. We're touching and I'm engaging with the functions, the function leaders, you know, the partners, professionals at all levels, you know, to really talk about IND, socialize our strategy, but also to mentor, to coach, to counsel, to give guidance. Um, there may be instances in which I'm visiting an office on a, on a particular week and I'm meeting with the OMP, I'm meeting with the BRGs, I'm meeting with clients. You know, we're out in the market doing things in the IND industry um, with my peers. Uh, so no two days are different, uh, I mean, are the same. One of the things that's also really cool is I found myself a lot on campus um, working with the talent acquisition department to really think about how we go out and recruit and engage diverse talent across our college campuses. So, you know, it's, it's funny, on, on Fridays, uh, one of my colleagues and I, Bill Bradshaw, you know, we hop on a phone and we think about, okay, what's happening next week? You know, where are you going to be? How are you showing up differently? What do you need? Because no two, no two weeks are the same. What's your favorite part of your job? People. I love being with our people. And I'll tell you honestly, I think the part that I, I enjoy the most, there's two parts I really like. I really enjoy um, the most internally being with our BRGs. Our BRG members, I mean, they are volunteers who 
literally off the side of their desks are trying to help drive diversity and inclusion for this firm. They have great ideas. They're collaborating. They're connected. They're trying to break down kind of barriers and things of that nature. I absolutely love engaging with them. Um, And then what's been a lot of fun, too, is our engagement in the market with our clients because there's this commonality around us and our clients trying to uh, deal with issues around inclusion and diversity. And no matter what industry, we're all dealing with the same challenges. So to go, you know, with a lead partner to a client and sit down and have a conversation about IND and realize that we're, we're dealing with the same issues to best practice share, to try to solution together is a really, really cool thing. And it's a constant reminder for me that we're not alone in this work. So, I mean, I love the whole job, but those are the two pieces that really jump, jump out at me. Let's take a minute to hear about an opportunity to connect on campus. KPMG is launching a new program where our employees are invited to nominate a nonprofit organization to receive what's called a Community Impact Grant. The grants are $500 donations provided by the KPMG U.S. Foundation to charities that our employees support and are passionate about. So I encourage you to give some thought around which nonprofit you'd like to nominate, then apply for the grant. You can either get there via the link provided in the communication for this very podcast or visit the Community Impact page on the U.S. portal and navigate to the Community Involvement section. Nominations are being accepted through March 31st. After review, the organizations chosen will be announced by late June 2020. It's another great opportunity to help KPMG give back. So we had a gentleman on the last episode of this podcast, Rudy Favard, who you're familiar with, uh, a gentleman who works within recruiting with an emphasis on diversity. And uh, there was an event that you led a few months back uh, that was around allyship, and he stood up and told this story around how he was an ally in his own life, and everybody was kind of blown away by that, and he got a, he got a round of applause. Why is it important for us as employees of the firm uh, to do what Rudy did, to live inclusively, uh, especially as we sit here during Black History Month? Yep. Uh, what type of environment uh, does inclusivity and allyship create here? So it's really amazing what happens when people are able to connect across differences. Allyship is really important because it breaks down barriers. It breaks down walls that divide us. It helps us communicate better. It helps us literally, I think, show up more authentically. If we're able to talk to each other, if we're able to have conversations about things that are difficult with one another in a non-threatening way, it actually, I think, makes us more engaged in the workplace. It helps us show up more creatively. And that, again, tying back to the vision for IND, it helps us drive innovation and it helps us literally out in the market with the business. So it connects us to our people better. It connects us to the market better. It's, it's just amazing. And, th- and that's why inclusion, belonging, and all of that is so very important. And Michelle, would you agree that, I mean, I think personally that it starts with a small gesture. As going yes. back to Rudy's story, it starts with the smallest gesture that's not that hard to do. That's right. And then it can lead to something great. Well, I'll give you, it's funny you mentioned that because I was having this conversation the other day with someone, you know, I make it my business when I walk the hall of our campus um, to say hello to everyone. And so many times we're walking down the hallways and people are on their phones or, you know, they kind of just look right past you. And I always say hello. Um, And every now and again, I've noticed that I've caught someone off guard because they're like, oh my gosh, she just spoke to me. This person that I don't really know just spoke to me. And it's like, oh, hi, how are you? But even just a simple hello 
it makes all the difference in the world. So if we all can try to extend those random acts of kindness for each other, I think it goes a long way in helping drive the environment. Yeah, I'd agree, Michelle, especially in a, in a day and age where we're, we're constantly lost in our phones. Somebody exactly. talking to us like, wait, I thought I didn't know you could see me here. Exactly. <laughs> so, Michelle, I think it's important, uh, especially for somebody like yourself, to not only um, to talk the talk, but to walk the walk, right? So I was at an event with you fairly recently where you talked about how your, your son had come out to mm-hmm. you, right? And how did you react to that? And why do you think it's important for, for parents especially to be... Um, welcoming and uh, and accepting of their children? So I reacted to it with joy. um, And I reacted to it by telling him how proud I was of him um, for feeling comfortable enough to tell, you know, mom and dad um, that he's gay. Um, And I told him that I really am glad that he did not in any way feel the need to hide this. And I encouraged him to go forward, be his true authentic self, and that he doesn't have to hide it from anyone. Um, So it just really, and I think it empowered him to go off to college and to be his full authentic self without reservation. It's critically important, you know, as we're raising, you know, younger people, mentoring younger people, whatever it may be, to encourage them in that way so that we help them have more confidence in themselves and the way they show up. I would think it's critically important, especially to do that heading into college. Yes, absolutely. Uh, because you are, you are setting the standard. Yep. That type of support is going to be critically important absolutely. For, for him going forward. Mm-hmm. So good on you. Yes, thank you. So Michelle, I could talk to you about this all day. Uh, I'm sure you have places to be, right? <laughs> uh, so how do you feel about lightning rounds? Let's do it. I'm ready. Let's do it. Name a person in Montvale who you find inspirational. David Turner. If you could spend the day with any celebrity living or dead, who would it be? The Dalai Lama. Nice. What's the longest flight you've ever been on? 17 hours and five minutes, South Africa. And those five minutes, you don't forget those. Don't forget them. Forget it to the, uh, yeah, don't forget it to the minute. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Wow. Uh, so you've won, so speaking of, you've just won a trip, hypothetically, in the U.S. <laughs> or Europe. Where do you go? Next stop is Greece. Excellent. I'm going to go there, too. I think I know the answer to this, but favorite sport to watch in person? Football, NFL, let's do it. Yes. <laughs> what's this one? This one's a little divisive. What's, <laughs> what's what's a reasonable amount of time to wait for someone to reply to a text message? I dare not answer that because I have so many unanswered text messages. It's not even funny. I just ask you to say 24 hours. <laughs> I think that's fair. So that trip you just hypothetically won. Who are you taking with you? I owe this one to my husband. I owe this one to him. So speaking of football. What's it like going to the Super Bowl? I saw the pictures on social. I was very jealous. I saw a picture of you and your son wearing the Chiefs jersey. So it must have been a great day. It was. It was. I'll tell you, it was an experience that I I didn't even imagine it was going to be so incredible because it wasn't just about the game. But again, I told you I love people, right? So imagine being in this venue where four hours before the game, there's like this big open air fair. Um, and there are concerts, and there are games, and there is food, um, and there are all of these things going on where you have thousands and thousands of people coming together to engage for four hours pre-game. Um, it was festive. It was exciting. It was energetic. And then you get into that stadium, and I'll, I will tell you this, it was kind of surreal. Um, my son actually looked at me uh, the next morning, and he says, hey, Mom, I'm 21 years old, and this has been the best four days of my 21 years on this earth. I bet. It, it was that kind of experience. It was really cool. That's incredible. Yeah. 
Yeah, and selfishly, I was glad to see Patrick Mahomes get his ring. You and me early both. Early in his career, and, too. And Andy Reid finally won a, a bowl, right? The guy has been coaching for, I think, 21 years. He's exactly. Had one losing season. That's right. Which is unheard of. So exactly. Good for him. Good for them. So, Michelle, I want to thank you so much for being a guest on this series. Um, as a podcast host and producer, I often find myself uh, encouraging people to just kind of don't get hung up on a script, just speak from the mind and the heart. And I never have to tell you that because yeah. uh, you don't have to script passion. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. Thanks. You've been listening to our campus podcast series, The Montvale Muse. To nominate yourself or a colleague to be a guest on the show, feel free to contact me directly either via email at jdeprospero at kpmg.com or simply stop me in the hall. Thanks for listening.